You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa. I'm also the CEO and founder of Rock, Paper, Scissors, the PR firm that specializes in music technology and music innovation. And we at Music Tectonics live in the space between the recording industry and the musical instrument and gear world and all sorts of virtual spaces in between. Music Tectonics is about the increased convergence of these worlds. And this episode is bookended by South by Southwest, which I'm just barely recovering from, and musical instrument mecca NAM, which is coming up in just a week. And if you go to one and not the other, you may not realize what different types of shows they are, but sometimes you come across someone who goes to both. And our guest today is one of those special people. Today I've got Laura Davidson. She's the market development manager at Sure Incorporated. Welcome to Music Tectonics, Laura. Thanks, Dimitri. Thanks for having me. Did I get your title right? I hope I got your title right. You did. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. I can't Doesn't wait. roll off the tongue, really. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what it means. So this is a music tech podcast. We frequently focus on innovations in the music industry and come NAM season, we like to pulse check specifically on the music gear world. Um, we also have always just used Sure SM58s for our podcasts, which is what I'm talking on. In a minute, I'm going to ask you what you're talking on. But how does such a ubiquitous brand like Sure fit into the music innovation world, Laura? Well, it's been around, we've been around since 1925. So we're always trying to innovate, believe it or not, coming up on almost 100 years. It's it's something that Mr. Sure, when he founded the company, has has always prided himself on. That's in our like whole mantra of the company. Um, so I, th I think that how we fit into it is that no matter what, we're, we're still going to keep striving to, to be better and to keep making new things and exciting things. So we've got an amazing team of engineers that, yeah, they, I don't even know how they do what they do, but they're magicians. <laughs> That's cool. So you get to see stuff rolling off in, in, uh, uh, in the experimental mode and, and see, see how they're like pushing the boundaries of stuff that everyone just takes for granted. I do. That's part of my, my gig, actually. Let's talk about your gig. What is your role in the company? I said market development manager. Um, what does that mean? I know. It makes no sense when you hear it or read it. So basically, when I took the, the job five years ago, I was told that I'd be the liaison between or among um, the product development team, the sales team, the marketing, uh, and then the end user, the customer. And that's actually what I do. So I, I am kind of seated in the middle of all of that where we, my team, give input to the creators of the products and say, hey, this is what the field is demanding. And then we also interact with customers and say, here's how you use this incredible gear, or we hear what their pain points are, um, or just work with them to figure out how we can make their creative lives better. So, so Shore is a very solutions-driven company, which is why I love it. It's not like sales all the time. You know, it's it's about how can we make your life easier or better. So that's my gig is to go out and interact with people. So I do a lot of trade shows. I do podcasts, interviews. I do live streams, content creation. Um, we have a weekly YouTube series that we do called How Do You Do That? Uh, yeah. And then internal webinars, internal awareness exercises and product launches. That sounds like a lot of fun. It kind of feels like you have one of the better jobs. I love my job. That's awesome. I do have a pretty Cool job. So, so as you think about that role, how does that overlap with music innovation in, in, in your experience and, and, and just how you think of it? 
it for me it overlaps because i'm always meeting new people who have new ways to to you know do things and so i get that extreme privilege of then taking that back to the mothership and saying hey what if we tried this so innovating it's always happening especially in the content creation world which i have had to jump into with both feet during the pandemic when everything closed i wasn't interacting with people in real life i i had to go completely virtual so that's a whole group of people that have just completely revolutionized how things are doing i mean there's like very little experts in content creation because it's still so new so i think that's really an innovative spot to be in right now yeah i guess everyone was just inventing it for the first time when they started they yeah. just start google searching how do you do this and how do you do that and what equipment is this and how do you get the equipment to do that and so forth so now now that that's kind of come to kind of more maturation i think it's still changing and there's new formats emerging and so forth you get to say this is how people are actually using it and this would be great if we did x exactly that's cool. Yes. So if you think about maybe the past year or so, what are some of the most innovative products or features from Sure? Well, we just launched one last week, actually, which was really cool. It's called the GLXD Plus, which is um, a dual band wireless system, meaning wireless systems traditionally, if you're using a, a wireless mic, let's say, it would be transmitting RF radio frequencies. And those radio frequencies can get really congested based on other stuff that's broadcasting through the air. But 2.4 and 5.8 gigahertz is where our Wi-Fi signal, our routers, that's where that lives. So by using that, instead of the radio frequencies, you have a little bit more flexibility. So the GLXD Plus is the easiest system we've ever made. You literally take the receiver, which is what you know generates the sound to the mixer, gets it to the mixer, Turn that on, turn on the transmitter, which can be a handheld microphone. It could be a lavalier microphone. Um, it can be a body pack receiver if you're a guitarist. You turn those two things on and they're, they pair instantly. Whereas before you'd have to sync it up and you'd have to figure out which frequency to use, which there's still a ton of benefits to that. Like if you need wireless systems that are gonna go on tour with you and really be rock solid, go for one of the RF systems. Um, but it's incredible. And it has this cool guitar pedal form factor that is really neat. So the receiver, instead of being like a box that lives in a rack or that's on the tabletop, it's on your guitar pedal board or it's on the floor. It's a stomp box pedal that has a tuner built in and that's the receiver. So it's really cool. Have you guys done something in that form factor before? Yes, so we had GLXD and this is the, the new plus version which now has that dual band. So whereas GLXD was 2.4, now it's 2.4 and 5.8. So if you're too congested in the 2.4 range, it'll check it, scan it, and say, oh, no, 5.8 is better. Let's, let's broadcast there instead. Nice. Cool. What else is, what else is uh, something in the past year that we could talk about from sure, something that you, you're kind of uh, excited about the innovation and the features of the product? Um, well, I'm always excited about what we do for content creators. The, this is, wasn't the last year, it was the last two years, but um, this mic that I'm talking into right now, which is oh, called great. the MV7, mm -hmm. uh, it is a podcast mic, but it also works for live streaming, content creation, music production, and it has a USB and an XLR output. So that's really a, a cool feature because I'm plugged directly into my computer right now. I can use the Motive desktop app, that's what it's called, to control it. And I can say, hey, I don't know anything about audio. Let's put it in auto level mode and it will adjust my settings for me 
make sure I don't clip or get too loud or be too quiet. Um, or I can put it in manual mode, which is what I have it in now. And I can get a little bit more under the hood and, and do some compression and some limiting and some EQ, but it just, it sounds great. And if I decide I want to go into an interface, it has that XLR. So it's just like a standard microphone. Then I lose the app control, but you don't need it when you're using an interface because you're going to put it into, you know, your DAW and edit it and do whatever else you need to do. So that's, that's two years. So that's kind of cheating, I guess, but um, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, we're always making cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Especially like our integrated system side, they make stuff too that is fascinating. I work in the retail channel. Um, integrated systems like conferencing audio. Um, we have a brand called Stem that we acquired that does this incredibly easy conferencing system. So if you need that in your office where you have speakers and microphones that are super simple to set up in USB, um, that's killer. Well, yes, we do need that. So I'll have to check that one out. STEM, okay. <laughs> STEM, yep. <laughs> that's cool. Um, so, you know, that's that's some recent stuff. I'm curious where you think uh, Sure will push the boundaries in the coming year. Is there anything we'll see at NAM, or just, just kind of more theoretically like, uh, you know, what, where do you think things are going in this space? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're always, we're always working on what's the next big thing, but definitely for NAM, we'll be showing the GLXD plus so that you can come and, and check it out and see how easy it is to work with and see how simple it is to, to see where it's sitting in that wireless spectrum. Um, so, you know, I think, I think the industry in general is trying to find where we need to go. That's going to one, get rid of, or get out of the way of component constraints, you know, where it, that's what we've all been plagued by. Um, no matter what industry you're in and just yeah finding ways that solve needs for this ever-evolving customer because coming out of this post-pandemic world like what does this look like what's the hybrid workplace is it going to stay this way are we going to continue to work from home are we all going to be forced back to the office so i think i think that's kind of something that that everybody's looking at definitely and uh it's, it's so funny. It, it feels a little bit like a pendulum, even within like week to week, month to month, quarter to quarter, as you see somebody's like reached a certain level of um, development of their creation and, and creativity of what they're doing. And then there's something where somebody has to go back to an office or they, you know, they're, there's, they're faced with other things. It seems to be like bouncing around a lot still. Yeah, definitely. I see that a lot with my coworkers because they're based in Chicago, and most of them, and I live remotely in Connecticut. So we have a city center campus in downtown in the loop. And then we have Niles, which is the main headquarters. And people are like, no, I don't, I'm good. I don't want to go back into the office. And some that are like, get me in the office more, you know, so you're right. It changes weekly. And Definitely. I'm sure I'm sure for creators too, um, uh, who who aren't focused on a, on a workplace necessarily, there's still this sort of like you've built this nest of a studio of some sort to start doing your creativity or or expanding or whatever. And you're like, but actually, we we need to now we need to go mobile. We need to go and do other things out there in the field as well. And or uh, or or you know, we've seen so many ups and downs with the with the pandemic that you kind of you, you you just get this sense that there's nothing is going to always be the same. It's constantly changing, and and new products come out. You know, like 
you know, pandemic felt like Twitch really took off, but then post pandemic, TikTok is really the thing. Mm-hmm. That's so true. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you see a lot of emerging use cases of your gear. I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about some emer- uh, kind of interesting trends emerging and how musicians and creators are enlisting. Sure, maybe a few examples of those. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely on TikTok, we see our microphone either in shot or we know it's kind of off camera. Uh, And I think that's been really satisfying to watch creators have that flexibility, especially with this one I'm using now, the MV7. Um, So many people have started streams or they've started podcasts and this microphone is just dead simple to use. So I think that's where we kind of plug in there. Uh, and then we also make a microphone called the MV88 Plus, which is a portable microphone that works with your phone or works with your computer. So for TikTokers, it's great because you can have great quality audio for these crazy TikToks that you're creating and not have it get in the way of your flow. You know, it's it's attached to your phone, so you, you can be really fr- uh, free with it. So yeah, I mean, seeing where that's going and seeing how it's evolving, we just, we continue to make products that are going to ease the burden and take away barriers. There was that moment where everyone was talking ASMR. And, (laughs) and then of course, after that, I feel like everyone's talking everything. Like there's just constantly some new, you know, there was the dances and and the stunts and pranks, and there's just new memes. Now there's a lot of music based stuff as well. Are, Are you seeing any specific scenes or genres, any other techniques that uh, you're stumbling onto as you're you're talking about uh, sure products with the creator community um yeah i think the short form vertical footage is is not going anywhere anytime soon and that format youtube shorts is definitely gaining a ton of traction seeing a, a lot of that and then yeah in terms of trends you know i i try to avoid the TikTok rabbit hole because I'll, I'll be gone like lose two hours of my life but um yeah, I think I think having um, easier tools that make it even easier to edit things is what I'm seeing. So, you know, I'm hoping that we can also make a push for better audio in some of these videos when it, you know, as they can c- continue to develop. It's funny you mentioned that, the, the vertical piece too, because I was thinking about, I've got a 14-year-old and we were talking about TikTok. Um, they do watch a little bit of TikTok. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, why hasn't, somebody a tv manufacturer come out with a vertical tv yet or better yet a tv that has a mount built into it that you can flip i mean my first thought was why isn't tiktok on the roku and on apple tv and stuff right like, people As a are channel, consuming like someone. a tiktok channel yeah, exactly because it could be a channel that's like curated or, or broadcast uh or whatever you want to call it but it could also be you log into your account because on youtube you can do that with roku for example right. and you just see your feed and stuff but if tv mm-hmm. would easily swing around <laughs> that's what that's that was the first answer the first answer well because it's vertical it doesn't look right i'm like yeah but that means the tv is going to go out of date <laughs> right well i want can you can you throw TikTok to your TV like you can with I'm sure you YouTube can. and sure. everything else? Yeah, I sure. mean, so then it's yeah, it's not as visually impactful. I feel like I feel like there's computer monitors that do that. Oh yeah, I've, I've seen, seen them that, that mm-hmm. go you know horizontal or vertical for coders that are doing web design. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not make a TV? There I mean, you go, Dimitri. Why don't you create that? I know. I just gave it away. I give away free ideas on the podcast. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, but while we're at it, I mean, another thing that's interesting to talk to you about is, 
you know, there's been a lot, in, not a lot. There's a bit in the in the kind of the recording industry, music trades about like sleep sound, background sound, and nature sounds, and box fans. I mean, that's 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 pure. I know box fans is funny, <laughs> but yeah. but that's 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 great. Sure, use cases, right? People recording nature and and things like that. Yeah, I mean that with the MV88 Plus, I've done that myself. I've been out for a hike and been like, wow, this brook sounds amazing. And I'll just record it. What I use it for? I don't know. But like I have it because it's like I can. Yeah. So yes, we make tons of microphones that do that. But that one is so simple to use and fits in your pocket. So yeah, definitely. Well, I want to ask you a question, but first we have to take a quick break. I want to ask you a little bit about things like smartphones and 5G as we take our hikes, but we're going to take a quick break. Shaylee here with big news from the Music Tectonics team. The Music Tectonics Conference returns October 24th through 26th, 2023. We're organizing three amazing days in Santa Monica, California. Save the dates for high-energy panels, insightful keynotes, a startup pitch competition, innovative exhibitors, networking, and more. We'll be returning to some of the fun beachside venues our attendees loved last year and adding some new unexpected places and experiences. Early bird tickets go on sale April 24th. A limited number of super early bird discount tickets will be available. Sign up to get notified when they go on sale at musictectonics.com. You'll get updated on the music tech and innovation programming we're planning for this year's conference and insider details. Is your company ready to take center stage at the conference? Let's talk about sponsorship opportunities. There's a contact form at musictectonics.com. See you in California, October 24th through 26th. Now back to the episode. All right, we're back. And Laura, I was curious, you started to talk about actually recording some nature sounds yourself. As a company that's primarily a manufacturer of physical gear, you also have software and phone applications. How's the growth of smartphone use, cloud integrations, 5G, all that stuff changed how Sure designs and releases products? Well, I can't really speak to how it's changed because I don't work in that realm, but I can definitely say anecdotally that it, it's a big push. You know, it's where we've seen a lot of development, um, especially like when we launched the MV88 Plus. The MV88, its predecessor, you could control with your phone uh, and that like blew everybody's minds. And the 88 Plus uh, is even better because you can actually change how the mic picks up and change the polar pattern using this app. So it's definitely, I feel like going more hand in hand with new products as they come out, whether it's us or somebody else, where you have that app integration or specifically products now that we bring out into the market have QR codes right on the box or right on the product so that you can just scan it and instantly get to the manual. So that's something else that we're doing. So yeah, it's definitely with phones and mobile technology and everything. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worked its way in. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be cool to continue to see how that evolves because, you know, once you make that connection between the mic and the phone, the phone's a computer, you can do so many things, whether it's, you know, um, engineering sound or, or processing sound, integrating with video, as you mentioned, and so forth. Um, it just opens up new use cases, which I think creates more creativity, more opportunities for people who never would have even thought about producing things. And all they were missing was a mic, a mic that connected mm -hmm. to their phone. Yeah. Absolutely. So we've talked a bit about the podcasting world, a little bit about video creator. You know, gaming and live streaming are also 
super relevant. Um, they're, I would say they're as relevant to Sure as they are to the music field as well. How are you seeing the impact of, of that on uh, the audio and music gear market? It's huge. Uh, we did TwitchCon this past year, and it was it was eye-opening for us. We'd been wanting to go for a while, but just the timing and the stars never aligned. So when we went, we thought we were going as an unknown brand. But what we found was we were very well-known in that in industry. Not that, not that we thought we were unknown, but it was just kind of a pleasant surprise to get there and realize that people were like, oh my gosh, Shore's here? You know? And so I think it's still, it just kind of... Um, reinforces the importance of the brand in terms of why people choose Shure. And it's because it sounds great, but also because it's durable, it's well-made, it's well-designed, it's not going to kill you financially, you know? <laughs> so it, it, yeah, getting into gaming, getting into live streaming, it, the barriers have all been taken away from a technological standpoint, uh, you know, thanks to Twitch and, and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's a big area for everybody especially yeah for us as well twitchcon what was it like to, i mean we haven't talked about that on the podcast ever how was that how was that show well i didn't get to go myself <laughs> but um the pictures i saw were incredible no uh so the, it was it was great it was like colorful and energetic and the audience was super into the brand and super into the experience itself but i wasn't there so yeah. i can't okay. really well, something to that. check out anyway. So I'm glad you brought it up. You know, um, I'm curious to see from your perspective, Laura, what are any other innovative trends that we haven't touched on that you're keeping an eye on in 2023? Um, I'm keeping an eye on podcasting. I mean, it's, it's not a new trend, but it is something that has, I think, even more traction than ever. I'm keeping an eye on live streaming, um, seeing how that's going to evolve seeing if more people are going to get into it or if it's going to start kind of um, getting more niche you know, like, is it going to be something that everyone jumps on the bandwagon? Because I don't know about you, but I get so many emails in my inbox from creators who are promoting their course about, you know, get YouTube subscribers in two days or whatever. And I, I wonder, that's what I'm keeping an eye on what's going to happen to all those people who are creating these funnels of content? Is it going to get whittled down? Is it going to be survival of the fittest? So that's, that's where I'm trying to focus on for now. I mean, it's um, interesting to think about because there's so many more creators in all these different formats and mediums and genres and fields. And on the one hand, it feels overwhelming. And on the other hand, it feels like, uh, like, uh, a plethora of anything, you know, like you can find whatever you want. I mean, I, again, I think about my kid and how much information that generation has access to. And my initial concern was, well, screen time. Everyone's like talking about screen yes. time, but then like my kid comes back and shows me like science and you know, like they're a rock climber. They come back with like, uh, you know, t tips and, tips they're, they're just constantly learning stuff and teaching me stuff that i don't think i would have found if they hadn't have been watching it on youtube so i know it's infuriating right because you're like <laughs> don't watch youtube wait what did you just see on yeah. youtube yeah i mean i am so guilty of that my 11 year old is a ballerina and she finds stuff all the time and thank god for youtube honestly because i had to sew her first pair of point shoes i, I don't know if people know this but like when you get point shoes they don't come with the elastic on there and the ribbons <laughs> y'all you have to shoot you have to sew it on yourself and i am not i can sew a button 
but that's about it. So it was like, thank goodness for YouTube. I must've watched 700 videos on that, but yeah, they have access to everything, which is a, such a double-edged sword, you know, like they have instant gratification. So now they don't know how to wait for things. Mm. It's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting, but it also pushes, I think it also pushes like the, the concept of the niche, like whatever you're interested in, you can dive in and learn stuff about, but then also you can kind of find your own place within that, within that world as well. So I think in some ways it, it also creates opportunity. I don't know. I'm, you know, I don't know what to think about TikTok and, and oh, YouTube as a parent, but, um, but I, I have been somewhat, um, somewhat relieved to see not just the negative and it's a result of people just being creative, just going out there and creating content that they're interested in and then people finding each other in that way, which is pretty cool. Yes. I agree with that part. Yeah. So we do a little thing on music tectonics where we like to get sci-fi. So, so we're going to try to fast forward here. If you could, if you could imagine the audio and music creation field five to 10 years from today, Hey, if you want to go 20 or 30 years, Laura, that's fine Oof, too, Lord. but let's get crazy here. Super futuristic, whatever you think, what do you think we're going to see five, 10, 20 years from now? I think that we're going to see a return to analog yeah. <laughs> even more than we've seen. I mean, in five years from now, I don't know. I feel like that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing people who are drawn to tapes, cassette tapes yeah. and things like that. So maybe that's like, I don't know. That's like the five year. Okay. Um, we'll take it. Before you go to your 10 year, let me ask you, do you think it's the tactileness of it? Do you think it's the, or, or is it the, is it, is it nostalgia or is it like uh, yearning for nostalgia? Maybe they're young people <laughs> who, who just wish they were connected to something older. What do you think it is? I think it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, for me, it's nostalgia. I have like vivid memories of buying tapes and I bought one the other day. I don't even have a cassette player, Dimitri. I mean, I have like a really, really bad one that's like for recording, you know, ideas into, but, and then for younger kids, yeah, I think it's that, that tactile emotion and feeling, especially with vinyl, like when you're flipping through the vinyl it's not just us old folks like the kids are digging it too like they see the art and they feel it and they smell it and it's like a whole experience so i don't know i have hope for that it's like the opposite of what we were just talking about of of, of having too much so much store so so yes. much so that you you don't have the patience to like to get it it's like wait a second actually there's something to the the hunt there's something yes. to to actually pick it up and pull it out and it's wrinkled and you have to straighten it out and Oh yeah, the thrift store finds like yeah. I've I've heard some that's coming back up too, which I dig. I was a huge thrifter growing up. It's the you must have been fashion. too. You wear some funky pants, <laughs> so I don't know where you find them, but yep. <laughs> I, it probably started at a Goodwill somewhere. <laughs> it started in the seventies when I was a kid, and it was what my parents put on me. <laughs> oh sweet, good job out of them. That's awesome. Paisley so, pants. That's what I remember the yep, first time I met Crazy Paisley. That's yes. right. Crazy pants. It's it's not just a it's not just a fashion style. It's a it's a lifestyle. It it's oh. a, it is a commitment <laughs> too. A commitment. You can't just find those everywhere. <laughs> it's Definitely. the analog of pants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's it seemed like maybe you were going to push a little further into the future. Did you have a a, a, a next a ten or a twenty year sci fi response? I don't know, maybe I'm wishing for like the Bill and Ted's excellent adventure where they just like play in the air and 
it makes music, but I don't. I mean, really that's want that augmented because... reality. That's totally happening. It is. That probably is. I don't go down that path, but um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, ten years from now. I mean, you think about. I think about as a musician who's actively still producing music. How different it is today than it was even five years ago for how people are physically producing tracks. If you use something like Splice, for example, where it has an entire world of samples that you can use and you pay a little fee for it, but like, it's so trippy. Every time I use it, I'm like, this shouldn't be legal, but I do it and it, that's the way of the future. So you hear these amazing tracks that people put out in like a day that would take months <laughs> for, for a traditional route. So I. I think it's going more that direction. Mm -hmm. It's um, insane. It's kind of like collage for music in a way. Oh, like yeah. You have this huge database of sounds and licks and riffs and loops and beats um, that, you know, would you, you would have had to gone to a pretty high-end studio to create yourself. You have mm -hmm. a whole variety of artists and, and who are you know making this stuff with a variety of sounds and instruments and so forth and literally you could go with splice and a daw throw in a mic if you're going to do vocals mm -hmm. and, and you can kind of do quite a lot there so you really can it'll be interesting to see where that goes okay we're going to take one more quick break and we should talk about nam when we get back i'm going to ask you about that we'll be right back hey greg stein here founding partner and ceo of triple g ventures we're thrilled to be teaming up with Music Tectonics to bring the most creative, techie, and musical inventions to the NAMM show in Anaheim. Make our hashtag Innovate at NAMM experience your first stop on the show floor to check out the mind-blowing new tech tools and toys from Equate, Synthogy, Mix, Sonic Mind, InSounds, Black BT, Riffler, Artifon, Mitchell Acoustics, ASI Audio by Sensophonics, Soundbrenner, Endless, and so many more. Don't miss Demos with Dream Theater's own Grammy award-winning keyboardist and multi-instrumentalist Jordan Rudis. Live podcast recordings with Music Tectonics' own Dimitri Visa. A chance to play endless new groundbreaking, beat-making arcade machine and so much more cool stuff. Yup, it's all happening at the Anaheim Convention Center. Hashtag Innovate at NAM is on the map at booth 10105. Search for Triple G in the NAM Show Plus app to check out the schedule of all of our amazing demos and giveaways too. And now, back to the show. All right, we are back. And Laura, you're a NAM uh, aficionado, veteran. Sure is obviously always there. What should our listeners check out at NAM this year? What shouldn't they check out? They have NAM has really doubled down with the content that they are providing for attendees. Uh, I'm I'm running a panel uh, with female podcasters, and you know I can't wait to lead that and and hear how these amazing other women do these podcasts every week or every month. Um, so there's just like all these tracks that you can do, um, and of course the gear. I mean, it's like a kid in a candy store. If you like gear at all, that is where you need to be. Um, I'll be anchored to the shore booth. So if you're coming, please find me uh, and say hello. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I think you should look at the new gear. You should remember why we do NAM and remember why we are in this industry. And yeah, then go to some of these panels because they're going to be rocking. 
Awesome. So, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that podcast panel you're on. I've noticed in the past you've been highlighted as one of the women leaders of NAM at NAM in the past. And I'm curious for other women who are listening to the podcast who might be going to NAM, how can they tap into the women leadership there? What should they be sort of looking for and, uh, you know, helping to develop their careers or the, the business that they're in or, and so forth? Yeah, great question. Step one is go to NAM.org and find women of NAM aka one. <laughs> um, it is an incredible organization that I got to do. I got to be part of their leadership summit in October, which was such a cool experience. I got to go out to Carlsbad to NAM headquarters, hang with 17 other incredible women from all over the industry and learn how to be better versions of ourselves, learn how to be better leaders, more effective leaders. And, and these are all women who work in various parts of the industry, whether it be like I do working for the brand or working at the store level. Um, and it was just fascinating. So go to women of NAM, get plugged in there. There's also the women's international music network, which is fantastic. That was founded by my friend, Laura B Whitmore, which puts on the she rocks awards at the NAM show every year. It's incredible. Um, there's so many women in music. I mean, yeah, there's a lot, but women of NAM, and the Women or Women's International Music Network. Start nice. there. Awesome. Great. Thanks for that. Cool. Um, you know, one thing we try to do on Music Tectonics before we wrap up here is kind of grow the network. Are there any up-and-coming thought leaders you follow that we should be listening to, learning from, doing business with? Oh, man. Well, I mean... I, again, women of NAM. that's where I'm doing a lot of my socializing these days. Um, and I just like to laugh these days. So I'm not doing a ton of like thought leaders. So I just find people on Insta that make me laugh that narrate animal videos and things like that. Um, Sean Cannell is one that I always really enjoy following of Think Media. He, he always has great ideas for content creators. If you're looking to start that up, he's a really good resource for that. Awesome. Perfect. Hey, Laura, thanks so much for joining me on Music Tectonics. I'm excited to see you in person at NAM next week and to see what Shure's up to. And now I got to look into that mic that you're using there. Yeah, you do. MV7 all the way. Thank you for having me. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Music Tectonics. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We have new episodes for you every week. Did you know you can dig deeper into all our episodes with the show notes at musictectonics.com. While you're there, look for the latest about our annual conference, sign up for our newsletter to get updates, or get the Music Tectonics app for music tech news. Everything we do explores seismic shifts that shake up music and technology the way the Earth's tectonic plates cause quakes and make mountains. Connect with Music Tectonics on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and find me, Dimitri Vitsa, if you can spell it, on LinkedIn. Bye-bye. You're listening to Music Tectonics.